G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, we're back today with some more on the trends that are taking over the way we do things and influencing the way our society works. We're back today with Jeff Braley, social researcher with McCrindle Research. And they've been doing research and discovering trends about what it's like being a consumer. So if you're in business and you're thinking about how you do business in a changing time like this, or if you're a consumer and wondering why it is that people buy what they do, we'll get some insights. Jeff Braley, social researcher with McCrindle Research. Jeff, a special welcome back to 2020. Pleasure to be with you again. Thanks for having me. It's great to chat. Jeff, let's talk through this trend uh, that consumers are changing in significant ways and it's almost to the point where we'll say one thing but we'll act differently and maybe we don't even know why we act differently but there are some trends that give us some insights here. That's right. We're looking at the trends for 2023 as an organisation, looking across different research that's out there, different reports, doing our own studies and One of the really curious areas that we've been exploring lately is around virtuous consumerism. And what we mean by that is that there's more than just sort of the bottom line that counts for uh, not just organisations, but even for a consumer. We often might think that when you're buying something, the main thing is just the price. And that's all that people care about when they're consuming. But these days it's different. It's price is still uh, probably top of the list, but there is a longer list than ever of things like, is it part of the service? economy is this product or service uh, built in with sustainability does it support small business or a local economy does it provide convenience to me as a purchaser or does it align with values that I have Uh, does that organization's brand align with me or be authentic and speak to me so it's a really quite unique era that we're in at the moment where uh, organizations need to not just get to a, a competitive price but I think they need to also Uh, look at really what's called triple bottom line reporting and profit's still one of the three P's of triple bottom line reporting but there's also the the second P of the planet and then the third P is of the people and that's both the staff who are involved in a business as well as those in the supply chain as well and we've now modern slavery acts, we've got awareness of a global supply chain and we've really got a greater understanding as consumers that we want the purchases we make to have a positive impact in society, not just good for that business's bottom line, but good for the planet and good for the people as well. So there are a few more factors for uh, today's consumers to consider. And I think for leaders or uh, home owners, uh, sorry, home-based businesses or small businesses, this is a really key trend to uh, really align with that we do now have more virtuous consumers than ever before. 
As you're saying all of those things, I think probably everyone listening fits in there somewhere, whether you buy the more expensive milk at the supermarket because you want to support local farmers or uh, you're prepared to pay more for something you know has been produced, uh, you know, in an ethical way. Uh, If you want something that's really authentic and handmade versus something that's mass produced, we're we're all in there somewhere, aren't we? And, And so I guess when we talk about trends, we're all a part of the trend setting. That's right. And, and this is where we're really just identifying what's happening in society, the ways people are spending, the ways people are learning about organisations. And I think there's some great resources out there to help ethical consumers or virtuous consumers. And uh, a great client we've been privileged to work with is Baptist World Aid Australia, who've produced the Ethical Fashion uh, Guide, which provides insights into organisations and really gives consumers an opportunity to learn about the supply chain, the quality of their sustainability. And so in an era where there is greenwashing, and what I mean by that, if you haven't heard greenwashing, this is where organisations might just be putting on a bit of a marketing campaign, showing some images of nature and uh, maybe doing a bit of activity that does do some good, but making it look like the whole organisation has a real uh, kind of approach that is looking after natural resources and preparing for future generations. Whereas I think Consumers want to get something that's got some real integrity and something that's quite robust. And so they're looking for information on websites, looking for that detail. Has this product or service been made in a way that's going to be better for the community, better for the planet, better for the staff at that organisation and uh, for big multinationals? I think that provides a real challenge and we're seeing a bit of a shift from sort of this industrialised multinational to local artisans. And so this is another trend of the year where in this era of pretty competitive pricing, people want more than just that cheapest product. They're looking for something made local. They're prepared to support that local artist, that local baker, that local uh, small business in a digital uh, economy. And so people today are looking for something that contributes to society. They're using that spending power for good to have those positive social impacts that look after the planet. And so I think that's something uh, business owners need to manage as well as uh, every person listening as you spend your money it's really important to do that research and look into those companies you're purchasing from and see what does that uh, look like when it comes to their sustainability their environmental approach and their governance that esg reporting is going to be really crucial going forwards Mm. Uh, jeff if we were locked into a lower socioeconomic environment if we were living in a developing country and we had no choice we just had to shop according to price Is it because we are a relatively wealthy nation that uh, people have got extra disposable income that we start to use our wealth in what we might think of as a more ethical way and wanting to do something that's worthwhile? There's a certain certain good feeling about what you might do with your money. Is that something that's driving us? Where does that come from, do you think? Yeah, I think the the purchasing uh, behaviours are fascinating around what drives Australian purchasing. And certainly price, when we surveyed 1,000 people, we found that the top uh, value that people look for is price. So that still is the top issue. Second, though, it was simplicity of purchase. So people want an easy transaction. It's the era of one-click purchasing. If you're on an app, you don't want to have to log in, sign in, password, select this, put that in, enter credit card details again, add more information, check check this, check that. It's really about just get one swipe and you've made the transaction happen. And certainly 
whether that's at the markets in person, if you're still out there spending cash, it's about having that simplicity. It's really crucial. Now, across Australia, we certainly do have a range of financial personalities and financial profiles. We've got different drivers when it comes to their spend, as well as different stages of kind of financial growth. And we really do have a nation across the generations that has done very well on average. Now, I'll set some context here. There are certainly individuals and households that will be feeling the pressure. But on average, the average household net wealth, which is all the assets minus the debts and loans, for those younger Gen Ys is actually a third of a million, so $350,000. And as you go up the generations, the older Gen Ys have almost $700,000 in net wealth. For Gen Xs, it's over a million. And so while there might be some tighter kind of cash uh, moments in this era of cost inflation, uh, rising cost of living and inflation, there is some strong financial sort of bones in our community. We do have good underpinnings as people have saved up over time, whether that's through their home or other financial classes of assets. And so we do prioritise spending money on things that we value. We do, as the scriptures talk about, we put our, uh, our treasure is where our heart is. And so people will buy things that they love. They'll give to church if they uh, value church. They'll kind of find those products or opportunities to be generous and to buy things that matter to them. And it's really a story of the human heart here when we spend money. It's all about what messages align with our values and we buy products and services to suit those. And coming out of an era of lockdowns, people are spending more money on those lavish services that get them quality time with their family, with their friends, with their loved ones. So those holidays have been important. Those meals out together have been really special. And now I think as the year rolls on, people will be looking for simplicity in their services, looking for those time-saving measures, as well as those quality lifestyle factors, whether it be in health, mental well-being, through to job satisfaction or skills that will help lead to that greater promotion into the future. So I think we're to the future as we spend our money and certainly spending on what we value. So if we're in a church situation or you're in small business uh, and some might be saying, well, where I'm at, I feel like we can't compete uh, because others do things on a mass scale or whatever. Uh, What you're saying here is that if you find your niche, whether that is in church life or whether that's in business, Getting creative and becoming more fully engaged in your work is going to actually add the sort of value that so many people are today looking for. Is that a simplified way of of looking at this? I'm sure there's complex things you can discuss as well. But but if I'm thinking, uh, you know, I haven't been able to compete, but now I feel like I'm encouraged because people are looking for something that's a little unique and a little more personally valuable. That's right. I think this is where. On social media, it's around having a great personality and really just uh, being true to yourself. And so whether that's as a business leader or a pastor, it's about demonstrating your unique qualities. And certainly I think for uh, anyone in a marketing role or people who are doing sales, if you're looking to build your business, I've heard the great saying that says if you define your market and find a segment, you don't halve your segment, you actually triple it by being more specific. And I think that's true in church leadership, whether you're running a small business. The more clear uh, the picture is of your ideal customer or that person that you're trying to serve in a church setting, the 
the better you'll be at speaking a, a language that resonates with them and articulating values that they connect with. And that's where you'll get great alignment, greater buy-in, and really build a community. And I think that's probably the, the era that we live in where people are looking for community. There might be more technology than ever. There might be more uh, interactions online, but they're still looking for that uh, kind of social connection. And even work is a place, we found in one survey, that the workplace facilitates meaningful connection and community. And 70% of Australians say that the workplace is where they experience that the most. So this is a really kind of key stat that says work isn't just about getting a job done. It's a place of social interaction. It's a place of purpose and a place of belonging. So any managers listening certainly are really social architects where they're fostering an environment for that interaction where people can thrive, where they can use their skills, where they can kind of speak a common language and experience those shared values as people work towards a common goal. So certainly plenty uh, for business leaders uh, in these uh, stats today and I really hope that's been helpful to articulate that the workplace is a crucial place for community leadership. We need community builders in church as well as in our workplaces in society. Well, Jeff, certainly have appreciated some of these updates over these past few weeks. I wonder, though, if I can ask you, uh, because there'll be people who are a part of churches or people who are running and perhaps involved in small and medium size, even larger businesses, uh, someone from McCrindle to come and speak to your organisation. Can that happen? Absolutely. We'd love to uh, interact and share our trends, share the insights we've been fortunate to discover and uh, help empower human flourishing across society. So we'd love for people to reach out via jumping on our website, mccrindle.com, and uh, just drop a note in the contact us section and we'd love to uh, arrange a conversation. Well, Jeff Braley, social researcher with McCrindle Research, that website, mccrindle.com. Jeff, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thanks so much, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.